0: Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you're listening to a combination Lehigh Valley wellness and business beat tonight. Wellness is important to a balanced lifestyle, and more and more— we as humanity are figuring out how certain elements can lead to productive and positive results. And the Lehigh Valley is booming, and that's why Business Beat brings you a program keeping tabs on the who, what, when, where, why, how our area is growing and innovating, and tonight both of these concepts are coming together. I am Sally Hanlon, your host of a program that brings these two aspects together for our community in conversation about the Lehigh Valley. So what I'd like to do is say that tonight's program especially is important because this is a program we've been hosting and curious about for several years, and our guests tonight are going to give us a real good update as to what is happening for this event in the Lehigh, well, Lehigh Valley, in Bethlehem in particular. And these achievements are just the beginning of what is going to be happening when the Bethlehem Food Co-op opens in downtown Bethlehem. So joining me tonight and to share the progress on this opening and expanding membership and the rest of this journey that they hope to take are two prominent and dedicated leaders, Eric Shamis, general manager, and Carol Ritter chair. Welcome. Welcome, Carol. Thank you. And welcome, Eric.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Sure. As I was doing research for this show, I was reading backgrounds. Now, Carol and I have sort of zigs and zagged throughout <laughs> our long career here in the Valley. But Eric was new to me and, and what a background and what a history. So I would like you both, if you could share with our listeners a little bit about your background and maybe the importance of this effort, this Bethlehem
2: Food co op to you. So, Carol, let's start with you as board chair. Well, again, thank you for having us, Sally. It's sort of labor of love. I have my business is Carol Talks, and I've been speaking nationally all over the country, basically talking about how to grow your business through public speaking, through raising money, through many different avenues. And the co-op asked me to work for them a number of years ago, about seven years ago, to grow their membership. So I love growing membership. I've done it for the National PTA and some other organizations. So I don't remember the exact numbers, but I think it was around 125 members at the time, and they needed 500 members in order to start looking for a building there's certain benchmarks in the co-op world because there is a national movement. There's 250 co-ops in the country. So we get trained by those folks, and we knew that this was something really important. Our membership has a lot to do with our success. The members tend to shop more often and spend more in the store because they feel such a connection to us.
0: Okay. And I'm thinking, Carol, when we first had our paths crossed you were just going on your speaking
2: possibly wow
0: (laughs) wow and you've been doing it nationally congratulations yes
2: yes yes. i've i've spoken in almost every state in the country
0: wow terrific that's wonderful and eric you have a long history through grandparents of retail (laughs) and and even bethlehem you were sharing with me so share with our listeners a little bit about who you are your background and your connection
1: yeah so 22 years in retail uh, 18 years in retail management and 15 years in grocery. And most of that experience is in conventional grocery. Joining the co-op was gave me the ability to bridge my values with my skill set. And Bethlehem holds a special place in my heart. So my grandparents had a house in Bethlehem for 65 years. They owned a business right here on Southside on 4th Street. They owned the Fabric Center. And retail. Uh, I guess, runs in our family. My my grandfather was uh, on the board of the Downtown Bethlehem Association, and he was on the Chamber of Commerce for Bethlehem. So you can see why I'm so excited to reconnect with Bethlehem.
0: Yeah. Well, and if organizations are listening, hands off until he gets the co-op up and running. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of board experience, and I'm sure we can tap into it, but not right away. So, Carol, this, this is directed to you because I have just been amazed at the dedication of the volunteers that have been a part of this movement to get a food co-op here in Bethlehem. I mean, it most boards, you know, three, six years, you know, and, and things move on. And yet, I think the first interview I did was back in 2020, 2018. I'm, I'm forgetting right now. But even at that point, you know, the group was staying together and cohesive and moving. How do you Lead through this, and you're going to go through another transition when the board becomes more of a policy board than you know a managing board type of thing. How do you do this? Because we have a lot of listeners that work for organizations, and boards in transition are, are tough.
2: Well, thank you for asking that because we're climbing a mountain and we're climbing it together, and there's nothing better because no matter what, we're going to get to the top, and we're going to open the door. And the other thing is. I can honestly say that most of the people that are, especially the board of directors and our consultants, are working with us on this project are dedicated to a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So we have a like-mindedness. We're, 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 the, we're there because of a, that reason. I call myself an organic gardener before it was popular. I made my children's baby food out of my garden. That has always been something important uh, to our family. So that cohesiveness and that constant being out in the community we have people that are so dedicated out in the community talking it up talking about becoming a member why would you want to be part of this well you'd want to be part of this because this is going to be one of the most amazing stores anchor stores really for the north side alive and in the community
0: Okay. And where is the store going to be located? 250 East Broad Street okay. in Bethlehem. Okay. So uh, if you've gone past, that used to be a roofing store, and then it was no, a, gym, a gym, I I think. gym Yes, in between that. So if you're familiar with East Broad Street, you know, it's on your way down towards the Y. It's right there on the right-hand side. Eric, what does it mean to you as general manager coming into something that's not yet there but having the strength of the board? What? How do you feel as as being probably one of the first employees of this organization?
1: Yeah, so uh, it, it's really a, a great feeling. I'm working with a very experienced board um, that has a lot of different skill sets, and I can you know lean into that when I need to, and you know I'm learning so much, right? So, my, my a lot of my experiences in retail operations, you know, running stores, big box stores, but this gives me the ability to learn learn a new skill set, you know, working with our Consultants, the board, project managers, uh, architects—it really has opened up so much for me, and I've learned so much.
0: Terrific, Carol. You were mentioning when we were talking before uh, the show about something you do at board meetings with a planter that has focus (laughs) on it. Could you?
2: I think that's terrific. Could you share that, please? Well, one of the things I learned early on was the only way the store was going to open was to focus. So I just happened to be in a store one day, and I found this planner that said, focus on it. And I haven't taken it lately because the board ha- has really bought into that word. And But in the beginning, I would take it to board meetings and say, whenever we get off topic, we need to focus on opening the store. We need to focus on opening the store. We have to open the store. Our members are depending on us. This community is depending on us.
0: Speaking of members, you've gone from... But a hundred and some when you first right. started.
2: What's the tally today, and, and how are you still getting the word out? Fourteen hundred and eighty-four as of today. We could somebody could be joining right now, though. That's true. <laughs> and uh, we're getting the word out through our move committee. We have a committee that goes out in the community. All we we have some. We have a coffee social coming up this Saturday at Biddy and Bow's. That we're constantly gathering the crowd. We're constantly educating, and teaching and growing our membership in that way.
0: It's been amazing. You've been doing this and educating at least since 2019 when I had the first, I mean, you've been out in the community. You didn't have a space. You didn't know where you were going, but yet you were getting people to support you and be a part of this movement without actually knowing when the target would be met.
2: Actually, one of the members said to me, you're asking me to to invest in nothing. And I go, well, it's something. You just haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. It, we're not sure. And I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. You know, even when you were looking for various locations, I mean, it was different parts of North Bethlehem or the North Side that you were looking at. So that's that's hard to try and get people to rally behind.
2: Well, we needed to be in a food desert, so you needed to be in a place where there was no grocery store. Okay. Uh, full. We're a full service grocery store, and not only the members shop there, but everyone from the community is welcome but our goal by the way is 1700 by the time we open the store. That's one of our goals right now. But membership is wildly important to the success of the store because members have much they they're invested in the store. They care about it, they spend more money in the store and, you know, they estimate we'll be profitable, I believe in 2 years. So, well, that's pretty good. Right. I'm going to actually turn that focus thing right over to Eric. Oh. <laughs> For his staff.
0: <laughs> well, you, you mentioned you, when you open now, Eric. What do, what's happening as far as the facility? I drive by all the time. I'm just sort of checking it out, seeing what's going on.
1: We just put together a committee to finalize uh, who will hire as our general contractor. We put out a public request for proposal from uh, local contractors, and we have bids that we need to review. And once we get a general contractor on board, they will begin the fit-out process, actually building the interior of the store. And they'll really kind of dictate that timeline.
0: Okay. And you are in a facility that's also going to have apartments above it. So the opening of the food co-op and the opening of the apartments, is that going to happen similarly? Do you have any idea? Is it important that it does?
1: We anticipate that the... Apartments will most likely open first, and then we will open after. Which, by the way, we're running one of those apartments for administrative space. Uh, We'll have a break room in there. My office will be in there. Uh, The management will be in there as well. It's a really innovative approach to a smaller space.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. Everything is close by. Terrific. So, once you have a space, like you said, you're going to be at Biddy and Bowes on a Saturday, will you continue to do that type of outreach beyond the physical site of the store carol
2: yes i would even ask eric to chime in on that because it will that will be led by our marketing manager uh, who we're on the very cusp Cusp. of, of hiring so yeah i
1: mean our intention is to never uh retreat from the community that built this movement to create the market right if anything we'll be able to go to these events and sell things like fresh made hummus right on broad street uh we'll have additional staff to coordinate with for these events. So, no, we're, we're, our, our, our intention is to continue to stay in the community.
0: Okay. And, Eric, as you look to putting the inventory and in the, the line of a product that you're going to be selling, what is the scope? Cleaning supplies? Peanut butter? What, what, what are you looking to do? I mean, this is a, a whole blank slate for you.
1: Yeah, so uh, we're working with a project management team that helps us with uh, the category management parts. And, you know, I'm really excited to say that we have a full-service grocery store in a relatively small space. To put it in perspective, the size of our retail area will be about the size of a basketball court.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: However, we'll have, you know, pasta, condiments, chips. When you go to a grocery store, sometimes you'll see 12 feet of ketchup. Mm-hmm. We will not have 12 feet of ketchup, <laughs> but we will have four feet of condiments. So we're able to represent all the different categories in a a relevant way. That's important. So that that's what we're really excited about.
0: Okay. And will there be an overriding concern about organic, minimally processed foods? Or are you going to go the gamut?
1: Yeah. So we're going to be focused on healthy, local, sustainable humane foods at a reasonable price but we want to make sure that we're accessible to the whole community so we're not going to be organic purists or anything of that nature so yes we will we will focus on um, natural foods but, but we want to make sure that we're accessible as well.
0: Okay, listeners, stay tuned. We're going to take a short break right now, and you're listening to Lehigh Valley Discourse with our guest, Carol Ritter, who's board president of the Bethlehem Food Co-op, and Eric Shamis, who is general manager, and we've been talking about this new food desert source for North Bethlehem.
1: Thank you to the members of WDIY for making all the programming you hear possible. Becoming a WDIY member is the best way to support your listening and to ensure WDIY will be here for the next person in our community to discover. Make your membership gift today at 610-694-8100, extension 4, or WDIY.org. We couldn't be here without you.
0: Welcome back to our joint Wellness Lehigh Valley and Business Beat discourse program this evening. We are talking about the Bethlehem Food Co op, its progress and its meaning to the Lehigh Valley, with our guests, Carol Ritter, board president, and Eric Shamus, who is the general manager. Before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about the inventory that one could expect to find at a food co-op. But I want to talk to Eric a little bit about food co-ops in general. Are, is this uh, a good example of what a food co-op is? Are you guys on the leading edge of what the, the next generation food co-op is? How, how would you describe?
1: Yeah, so uh, we're certainly not a new concept. Food co-ops have been around for a long time. Co-ops in general have been long, around for a long time. Uh, we'll be the first and only community-owned food cooperative in the Lehigh Valley. Excited about that. And we all operate under cooperative principles. However, we're independent from each other, and we serve the communities that we're in. So, you know, that that's really what makes us different from each other.
0: Okay. So I recall, Carol, that in one of the prior programs, there are some food co-ops, sort of, is it Bucks County? There's something around us, but uh, as you said, Eric, not here the in the Valley. The closest
2: one is Ambler. Oh, Ambler, okay. Yeah, it's Weaver's Way, yes, and they've been instrumental in training and, and working with Eric when he first was hired by us.
0: Okay, all right, and so is there then sort of a, a association synergy with the other co-ops on an ongoing basis after you're up and running?
2: Yes, all the time, because what will happen is, like Weaver's Way helped us, Eric will be able to help other co-ops based on his experiences here in Bethlehem.
0: Okay, so Carol, if perchance somebody in Allentown or Easton is listening and says, aha, (laughs) you know, we've got one coming in Bethlehem, we want to have one in our city, what would you suggest that they do first when they're considering undertaking such a tremendous
2: effort? Well, what our founders did was they put a call out on Facebook actually and they said is there anybody in the community that doesn't understand that we don't have a grocery store within walking distance? Something of that nature. Okay. And this gal, her name's Jamie, needed a red pepper. Took her 45 minutes to get the red pepper for her recipe and she asked people to meet I think it was at the Bethel Public Library, and they all came and i I believe somewhere between seventy five and hundred people showed up. oh my goodness. yeah, it was big, and they were the founding members then of the co-op and then we we as we progressed, I think we went to a figure of the first twelve hundred that joined would be the founding members, so and your their names will be in the store okay that's how it it all started with an idea with a post on Facebook and you know, a lot of people going, you know, this makes sense. Okay. And then I would
0: imagine when you started to get that group together that reaching out to existing co-ops was probably the next step to find out, okay, wh- what do we need to know that
2: we don't know or aren't aware of? Or- I'm pretty sure there, there was a couple of years where they weren't moving forward. Okay. I'm not positive about that, but I think that's why they hired us to grow their membership. Okay. Because... We met with some of the people that were on the board at that time, and I just love the concept. I love the mission. I love the principles. It makes sense to me. It made sense to this community. Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened, and they, they sort of fast-forwarded to, we need to grow this membership, and I'm sure they got that information from uh, the Food Cooperative Initiative, which, yeah. w- which actually I meet with once a month, and I have a meeting tonight with them.
0: Wow. Okay. Good timing. Good timing. So, Carol, if I become a member, what can I expect, and and how do I do it, and what are the benefits? I know that I don't have to be a member to shop there once it opens, right? but why would I want to become a member other than my passion as well (laughs) for health and wellness, but...
2: Well, I I think first of all they can go to our website if they are considering membership. It's www.bethlehemfood.coop, and look for our members join join the join the co-op button. We actually thought really long and hard about that question years ago, and said people are investing in something we don't have. Mm-hmm. So we came up with the member benefits program. So there's a number of stores. Actually, I think it's more between 25 and 30 businesses in the Lehigh Valley who are not only our partners in other ways, but have decided to give our members discounts lifetime. So Clusters Popcorn on Main Street in Bethlehem, 10% off for the rest of your life. And I get it every time I go in because I love their popcorn. (laughs) Lehigh Valley Printing, there's a discount there, 5% discount off of purchases. Lit Roastery and Bake Shop, who has been one of our partners since the very beginning, 10% off whenever I go in there, I get 10% off my coffee. So we have a committee that move just started that is going out and trying to really work on getting this bigger and better. And then in addition to that, uh, I think Eric would concur with me that we're going to have member discount days in the store. So you'll, you'll get a discount that somebody else who is a future member, I call him, wasn't able to get. But well, our membership generally in most co-ops soars when you open the store.
0: Okay. And the membership is like once and done, correct? It's yes. not like something that's an annual
2: renewable that you can get zapped on your credit card. And that's interesting you'd ask that because so many people think it is. Mm-hmm. When they join, they go, Do, what, are you going to send me an invoice next year? Like, no, this is lifetime.
0: <laughs> wow. And, Eric, you had mentioned there's a couple of new benefit companies
1: yeah, we're we're really excited that we partnered uh, with Verde, which would be right across the street from the co-op. Okay. And uh, Shauna, the owner there, uh, is fantastic, and she has a sustainable goods shop and refillery. Okay. And for those listeners that may not know what a refillery is, you can bring in your own containers, refill cleaning products, honey, personal care products. So it, it's just one more way to be sustainable and save money as well.
0: Carol, as board president, now you're going to be handing the, the – baton over to Eric very soon when the store opens and what challenges do you foresee as board president as this transition occurs what what do you hope your board is able to look to do to allow Eric to function as best he can as well as the board to su- to provide
2: the support that he needs well we're starting that already okay we've been Eric and I and another board member went to a conference last year, and I attended all the classes that had to do with board transition. So I've served on policy boards. I've served on on active hands-on boards, basically. The challenge is everyone understanding the difference between what is in Eric's bucket and what is in the board's bucket. Mm -hmm. So governing as a policy board is very different than going out in the community every day and rah-rah and getting everybody excited about this i personally can't wait Mm -hmm. i think it's going to be it should be a natural transition and hopefully eric and i can lead the way uh, in the way we work together but i i think there could be some challenges with people maybe not willing to give up what they do do now or struggling with that Mm -hmm. i would think that's what other co-ops have said they've had
0: and Eric, as you look to work with the general contractor and look at outfitting the space that you're gonna have, can you by any chance envision or describe what you want the customer experience to be as they open the door and come in?
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be warm, inviting, it's it's gonna be really special, it's gonna be an intimate space and it's so well thought out. We have such great uh, designers and project managers but I think what makes it so unique is when you walk in, you'll know it's in Bethlehem. It's going to feel like Bethlehem. We're, we're going to be uh, announcing very soon that we are hiring a uh, mural artist. Okay. To complete a uh, mural in the store that's going to reflect Bethlehem, our values, local food. So we're really excited as that that's coming together right now.
0: And I know at one point I saw, maybe the maybe the call out was for this mural artist. It was. During the holidays, yes. was that what you were looking to do? Yes. Okay, because I had thought about the show then, but we were in January, and your mm-hmm. deadline
2: was prior. That is going to be an exciting project because he plans on including the community in it, oh. and yeah, it's going to be a community effort uh, with him leading leading us uh, on how to basically paint a mural. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You probably have a lot of people there with paintbrushes. Better be
0: careful. Oh. <laughs> We're definitely going to paint, right? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> paint by number. Give, give, give everybody a number. right. And make right. It, make that's it. actually how they do it. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. He does it on a what they call a parachute. Yeah,
1: on a parachute cloth. Yep.
2: So right now we're looking for a big space that we can do this, and he's going to teach us a whole new piece on how to build a mural in a in a co-op.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So, we're looking at perhaps a summer opening, correct? Yes. And aside from, you know, banners going up and everything, how will the community know that you're now open for business?
2: We are having a grand opening beyond all grand openings. Okay, well, Carol, <laughs> if it, if you're planning it, I know it's going to be that. And we're very excited. We already have a team that is going to be putting that together as soon as we sort of get the direction to say this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're looking at all kinds of options, but The grand opening will be, all I can say is it will be big. And if you don't know about it, you're not from Bethlehem.
0: Probably the Lehigh Valley based on (laughs) what you guys do. So as somebody listening to this, I mean, there's a couple of things we've hit on. We've we've hit on a board, which is extremely important, whether you're a for-profit or non-profit, understanding the board's role and what they're doing, transitioning with the board, getting something started from the ground up which involves, you know, both board members and consultants. So you've sort of put the whole gamut together. I mean, this 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 is quite a business model that you've been working on, and, and all the aspects are starting to come together. Is there anything that really surprised you, and I'm going to ask Eric first, anything that really surprised you when you came and became a part of this project that was happening here in Bethlehem?
1: Actually, yeah, it's funny. I get asked this a lot, and the number one thing that surprised me is people are so interested. Right? I'm just a guy who's you know sold groceries you know for for a long time, and people are so like interested in it. So that that's probably the the biggest surprise. But you know, you see why, especially coming out of the pandemic how important our grocery stores and our food supply chain was to us. So you, you could definitely see why people are, are so uh, enamored by it and interested. But that that's my biggest surprise.
0: Well, and you mentioned something about being almost sort of like COVID-proof because of the type of store. Could you share that?
1: Yeah. So our strength is in our inefficiency, right? So in, in a lot of bigger supermarkets, right, their strength is efficiency. One, two mainline suppliers. But when those one or two mainline suppliers get disrupted, we saw it, empty shelves across national chains. We'll have hundreds of suppliers, you know, focused, especially on uh, local, locally sourced. That inefficiency, that that uh, wide range of suppliers will keep us stocked and, and keep us through supply chain disruptions.
0: Okay, terrific. And Carol, for you, as you've been a part of this organization for, what you said, five or seven years? Seven years, yeah. And you've been a part of a lot of different organizations. Anything surprise you about being a part of this group
2: versus some of the others you've been with? Oh, absolutely. Actually, there's probably a surprise every single week. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. But what I would say is we would not be here today with the co-op if it weren't for some of our funders. So the surprise for us was what we thought it would cost and what it actually cost was a lot bigger, of course, because of and with COVID and things the supply we were chain. delayed, the yeah. supply chain and yeah. so on. So what I would say I was most surprised about was When we started uh, raising money, I'd have to give a shout-out to Congresswoman uh, Susan Wild, who uh, was able to grant us a a $2.9 million grant. We wouldn't be here without her. We wouldn't be here without Senator Buscola, Senator Casey. The people who who came forward, the many, many donors in this community who said, I believe in this, the grantors, here's $10,000, you know, just... Can we have a meeting at your place? We we are going to have a community room, by the way. Oh, nice! So, and that type of thing, it, it's I'm just so grateful, so grateful. Terrific,
0: listeners. We're about to wrap up. This time goes so quickly. Carol, if someone wants to get involved, if someone wants to learn more, could you provide us with the website again?
2: Yes, it's www.bethlehemfood.coop. Uh, I would also encourage them to go to our Facebook page and our Instagram page and like us, follow us, and watch for all those activities because somewhere we are having something you're interested in. Yeah, terrific.
0: Well, thank you both for taking the time. Carol Ritter, Eric Shemes, Thank thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be a part of this. Listeners, thank you for making time for this conversation. You will also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I'm Sally Hanlon, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on Business Beat. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.